This episode is brought to you by Infinity Energy Incorporated. They provide the best renewable energy options for homeowners across California and Texas. Their home is based in Rockland, California. Right now, if you're looking to get solar, hit my guy Jay up. Tell him JT sent you. Get a dope rebate for your deal on the solar panels on your house. Hit up Jay from Infinity Energy. What up? Welcome to another episode of 94 Feet with Coach JT. Do me a favor, leave a like as they are very important. And leave a comment, man. Um, uh, How you think the podcast is doing? Where I'm going with it? Who should be next? Who should I target as my next guest? Um, I'm going to jump into this interview. I'm sorry, the interview and the intro. But bear with me because my, my, my guest today's resume is very thorough and I'm going to take my time with this one. Um, This one is close to home. This is a, a, another Alcorn alum. Uh, my guest today is from Macomb, Mississippi. Um, he played competitive basketball and baseball growing up. He helped lead his high school to three state two-way championships in a row and was named Clarion Ledger Metro Player of the Year. He can considered one of the greatest high school players in Mississippi history. Following a successful prep career, he decided to attend the Alcorn State University after having offers from Florida, Ole Miss, Tennessee, and Clemson. Um, during his time at um, Alcorn, he was named all SWAC Freshman of the Year, also preseason first team all-conference, and helped restore the program to get back to its prominence winning ways uh, upon winning the conference championship and then launching them into the NCAA tournament as well. Um, after Alcorn, he went on to play professional basketball in countries such as Germany, Norway, and Portugal. After that, he um, returned to his alma mater for a brief stint as assistant coach under his mentor and former two-time NBA champion Larry Smith. He has been a very successful development player coach down in Texas right now. Um, just working with NBA players, WNBA, European players, collegiate, high school, you name it. He's done it. Worked for Driving Elite. Um, uh, I call him a friend of mine, somebody I looked up to when I made down there. I learned a lot about this gentleman. Um, Brian Wake Adams. Wake, what's good? Man, what's going on, man? Man, nothing, man. man. And I appreciate you, man. I appreciate you. And, uh, as you know, 94 feet, we're going to pick right up in this thing and, for those listening that may not know you and those that do, we got to take it back, man, to Macomb, Mississippi, man. Tell me, because, again, I know what it's like to go through Macomb and been through Macomb. I've seen it. I've been through there. But for those that may not know what Macomb is or where it's at, let us know a little about Macomb, man, your home city, your hometown. Um, uh, Macomb, Mississippi is in the deep, deep south, man. Uh, not too far away from New Orleans. Uh, it's, it's Macomb, uh, Kent, Slidell, then New Orleans. So, you know, I'm like, I always... 15-minutes-15-20-20-20-20-20-20-20-20-20-20-20-20-20-20-20-20-20-20-20-20-20-20-20-20-20-20-20-20-20-20-20-20-20-20-20-20-20-20-20-20-20-20-20-20-20-20-
But my uncle, uh, my uncle Cunning, uh, he he pretty much forced me to play football, and you know, uh, got a little bit more toughness. And I fell in love with football, man. A lot of people, you know, some of my friends I grew up with, you know, they were like, man, I think he was a better football player than basketball, you know. So when I tell people the, the football story, you know, they don't believe it, you know. But I was man, I was six two in the eighth grade, uh, starting quarterback, and then it was time. I, I kid you not, in the eighth grade, bro, I was in the shotgun in the eighth grade, you know what I'm saying, calling my own plays, you know, yeah. and it, it was crazy. Yeah, yeah, I know people won't even believe that, man, but that's a but true story. I hear that a lot about people from Mississippi, too, for sure. Uh, a good friend of mine, you know, Terry Large, too, he's definitely a football dude. Right. His size, but he was like, football was, that was it. Everybody played football, basketball down there, for sure. Um, oh, yeah. So, growing up, man, I mean, as you know now, I mean, I, I know I've watched you reference this, but who are some of the people in those sports, baseball, football, maybe who have kind of you looked up to or kind of wanted to patent your game after at an early age, man? Um, man, football, you had, you know, Randall Cunningham, Warren Moon, guys like that. Baseball, it was Eric Davis, Darryl Strawberry, Dwight Gibbs. Oh, Strawberry. Uh, those types, you know, uh, basketball, it was Magic. You know, I was a Magic, Magic Johnson guy growing up, you know what I'm saying? Cause my dad was from California. And, uh, you know, I was a huge Laker. I was a huge Laker fan growing up. And, uh, you know, then when I started to evolve with basketball, you know, I put that number 23 on, then it just, you know, I had to go from Magic to Mike. That's what's up. That's what's up. So being a trainer now, you know, around the world, right? Everybody got hours. They put in a lot of hours. They do a lot of whatever. How much time would you say you put on your craft at an early age? Um, man, I would, um, I used to get up before school playing basketball. Like, the bus would probably come around, I guess, about 7, 7, 30. I was up at 6, getting me some shots up before I went to school. Like, my clothes and stuff used to be nasty before I even went to school. And then when I got out of school, uh, man, my books wouldn't even make it in the house. You know, I used to throw my books in the ditch <laughs> and then just go straight to the court, you know, because I had a, I had a goal in my yard on a tree. I had a bicycle rim on the tree, no backboard, no nets. And, um, man, I used to commentate, uh, when I was playing. And my mom and dad used to think it was a yard full of kids in the yard, but it was just me out there, you know, just commentating, thinking I was magic. Yeah. You know, playing against the Celtics and all that kind of stuff, man. But I had, like, imagination, you know, real young, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. I didn't even know. I was gonna get to another level because I had never seen nobody else make it to another level, and um, but I just dreamed it, you know, and, and, and had imagination. So yeah, man, that's pretty much it, you know. Especially the youngsters, just, yeah, just believing. I couldn't see at the time, you know. Yep, and I hope y'all heard it. The man said on a tree in a rim with no net, it's a tree. All right, so you gotta be able to shoot. FYI, you see that guy doing stuff on Instagram now with the different rims, but he was doing this years ago. Uh, even that right there. Let's talk about that though. How difficult at an early age though? How long did it take you to start getting that thing in there consistently making buckets with no backboard in the rent? How many shots would you say you were putting up? Just an estimated number. I know it's crazy, but just an estimated number. I know in the summertime, man, I was a, man, probably at least 500, you know what I'm saying? Just on my own. And the crazy part, like I used to play my neighbor and like my friend, I used to play them one on one to a hundred. You know what I'm saying? It used to go to 100. Uh, and like 50 were ha- like halftime. You know, it, it was crazy. Like, 
Yeah. I wouldn't even let him leave until, you know, we finished playing. That's what's up. Yeah, I was always told that I was different. You know, I was a little bit different. So, so you know. Yeah, so you get you getting that in your ear and in your in your vibe and it's 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 around you early, like, okay, this might be something. This is a little different. You're a little different. Um at what point did you really fully start to engage, like, you know what, this is my ticket out of here or I am gonna be that kid or that dude in the area growing up? Well, I think um when I me and my mom had moved to Roanoke, Virginia when I was in the sixth grade for a year, and then I came back. So when I came back from Virginia, my game had changed. Like, I'm different. I had grew, you know what I'm saying? Like, my seventh, eighth grade year, my friends was like, man, when you came back from Virginia, bro, it was it was over. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? It was, it, it was over when y'all moved back. You know what I'm saying? Um, I, I ended up transferring to another high school, well, a different school, uh, away from uh, the school that I was at, you know, in, in middle school. Elementary. That's what's up. So, as it starts to ramp up for you, right, you're ready to make this high school push again. Like now, these kids get somewhat recruited all high school early on, whatever. Was it a tough decision for you, or were people like, "We want you here at that age, come over here," or was it like you, you, whoever else made the decision for you to choose? How did you choose your high school at that point? Well, for me, uh, I had no choice but to go to a different school because my academics, you know, I. I put uh, basketball in front of everything, and uh, my academics weren't where it was supposed to be. So I had to get out of the environment uh, yep. that I was in. You know, I wasn't a kid that was getting in trouble and stuff like that, but some of my friends, you know, they used to get in trouble, and, you know, they wasn't as, uh, you know, some. Mm-hmm. You know, they wasn't as, as inclined with just indulging in basketball like I was, so... You know, I was like, all right, man, you know, this may be something different for me that will help me get to another level uh, that I've never seen somebody else get to. Yeah, that's what's up. So you make that push. Uh, getting to high school, what was the, some of the biggest um, improvements or something you had to add to your game going from middle school being, okay, I'm that kid, so I'm that dude, but then now it's high school, but trying to get back to that level quicker, faster as far as being – that top dog again. What's the things you have to say? Add to your game, or we say add to the bag at that point. Well, um, I was a pretty much a post player in, in junior high, so now I go to uh, the Pine Woods Country Life School, and we're able to you know get players from all over the all over America. And man, I look around, and it's five, six guys, six, six, and above. So I was probably about. Uh, going to my freshman year, I probably about six, folks. But now I'm not a post player. Now I got to play guard, you know. So, but you know, I gotta, I gotta work on my handles. I gotta work on my uh, having a consistent jumper and stuff like that. So, I mean, no, it was no guarantee that uh, my high school career was gonna take off like that because you know I didn't start one game my freshman year, so I had to prove myself and stuff like that. Even though I didn't start. Uh, I was 14 points a game off the bench as a freshman. And I enjoyed coming off the bench. You know, it wasn't no pressure on me. But I knew, you know, when I get in the game, man, I'm going to show these people, man, man I, I really can play. And then people, you know, saw the way I played. Um, my first high school game, man, I had four dunks. My first high school game. And I knew, man, I knew then, like, this ain't just different. Like, I'm, it's, something, it's just something yeah. you feel right now. You know, to be able to do that as a freshman. And I think coming in, 
your worth ethic prior to was already high. So uh, that made it a little bit, that made it easier, right? As far as that part, but then also coming, once that happened, right? So let's go from there. Four games in the dunk. What was the response at that point from the other people around you? And I, I don't have the footage of my first high school dunk. You wouldn't even believe it. You know, uh, I actually uh, jumped over a guy at 15 years old. My uh, my first high school dunk, my waist, I, like, I was waist, my waist was in the rim, my first high school dunk. And people just went, it was unreal, man. Yeah. I can't explain it, man. If I ever find that footage, man, you know, you know I'm going to put it out there, uh-huh. man. I don't want to, out of my whole career, high school, college, and pro, like no dunk was going to top it. Yeah. There's no way I could top it. <laughs> you already had, already had top 10 stuff before top 10 was coming out, right? Already. Yeah. <laughs> um, speaking of footage, so I, we'll talk about the high school career as well, but just that environment, man. Some of the clips you posted a while ago, People for that, y'all youngsters listening, yeah, black and white tapes, but the footage don't lie, right? That gym and them games was so crazy and, and packed, but that was from you and what other type um level players you were playing with on your side, right? Because it had to be more than just, I mean, you were, you brought the crowd in as well, but there were guys around you, bro, who were like, these dudes are dynamic players as well. What uh, Name some names of your teammates throughout the years of high school, man, so people can know who you were, was rocking with at that point. Man, my point guard, uh, Jamari Francis, man, he was unbelievable. Uh, he was from Washington, D.C. He, uh, he signed with Indiana State out of high school, and then he transferred to, uh, uh, Jackson State. Um, uh, UCF Fitzgerald, he was the glue, like, he could guard anybody. Um, uh, very, very solid player. If he, if he was coming out now, he'd be almost a high major player for the way he played. Uh, Tory Harris. He was 16. Uh, he went to the University of Tennessee. Uh, Olatuna Martin was six, six, eight. He was from Chicago, went to Florida, and then, and like the leader of the team was a guy named Andrea Kirkwood. You know, he was from, uh, Batesville, Mississippi. And, uh, without him, you know, we ain't winning no state championship. You know, uh, he was, man, he was, he was that guy, you know. Um, so I played with some really, Great players, you know. I, I tell people all the time, my career went like this. My freshman year, I was just happy to be on the team. My sophomore year, I was just trying to find my way. My junior year, I was like, all right, we got a lot of seniors on the team. I, you know, I'm going to let you guys, you know, do your thing. But if y'all start tripping, I'm going to take over this game. And then by the time I was a senior, it was like, man, get out of my way. You know, everybody just, you know, hop on my back and, so we're gonna go there. You know? So we're gonna, we gonna yeah. crazy. Oh, Raheem Locker, my bad. Yeah. Raheem Locker. Okay. Uh, Raheem is in the Hall of Fame, man. That old man. That's what's up. So they know what you can forget about him. <laughs> play with some some dog. You play with some dog. Some dog. Some real beast. So just right there, right? As we know, the times are so different. How? What kind of structure or what kind of formed you to be that player to where you knew? I, I, I'm eventually going to be the dog here, but I do also know I got some people around me where I got to, you know what I'm saying, somewhat play a role or be respectful, but also make it fit for the success of the team. Because you probably easily could have went ahead and tried to be the alpha male from day one. But how does that, where that structure or where that humbleness come from at an early age from a guy who is so talented as you? I think it comes from, you know, my upbringing, man. Just, um, 
I never act like I was better than nobody else. And then my parents didn't act like that, like their kid, you know, was better than everybody else. It was just, man, just play the game the right way, play hard, play, you know, play team basketball. That was that, that was that Magic Johnson stuff coming, you know, watching him as a kid, like, okay, man, get everybody involved, uh, pass the ball, rebound, man, just do a little bit of everything. And then I started watching Mike, like, you know, the, and dog, like, okay, I'll take over, you know, I'm going to take over this game and, you know, stuff like that. But at the same time, I, I think I was uh, very uh, uh, humble about it, you know, instead of being a jerk, you know, nah, that kind of stuff. Man. So, uh, But my parents had a lot to do with it. That's what's up. Shout out to the parents for sure. Uh, give me some of your highlights. I know you got a lot. But a couple standout games during that career, or you was like, you know what, I'm gonna never. But I mean, to win as much as you did, you probably got a lot. But some just stand out. Man, give me a few highlight or highlight plays that just you know stick with you the rest of your life. Um, I'm gonna say the dunk, my first high school dunk. That was ridiculous. Um, I would say my junior year, man, we was the number one team in the state, and we was in the South State playoffs, and. Um, Man, it was a game, bro. With the season on the line, I decided to help off one of the best shooters ever in Mississippi history. And I had to rotate. And I think I took, I, I probably, uh, I had to leap from like the box almost to the three-point line, man. And how I blocked this man's shot, man, I have no idea, bro. Yeah. And, uh, <laughs> you know, but it's just, it's just moments like that. Um, uh, you know, uh, that have captivated your career. And then my senior year, I would say being the only starter coming back, but we had pretty much a whole new team and still winning the state championship, that, you know, that, that right there, that, that stood out, you know. That's what's up. Uh, recruitment process. Again, I read there my homework before. I know, you know, other stuff was going on. You put some information out there. I, I dug into it even right now doing research, but crazy. Um, during this process for you, what was it like to start getting these? I don't know. Back then, was it full? Then was personal letters. I don't know if it was a uh, handwritten type, but just for that stuff, the interest start coming your way from a kid from Macomb, somebody who worked out like that. But now seeing, like, okay, man, I potentially have an opportunity to do something that I maybe have thought of, or it can actually be. It's, it's going to actually happen for me. What was your mindset when that recruitment process started happening? And it started. It took off slow because. Uh... My high school coach, man, I love him, but he, we all, we had this like, you got to wait till turn type thing, you know. And um, so my freshman year, man, I wasn't getting a lot of love, you know. I, you know, I, I eventually you can't write freshmen and, and all that kind of stuff, you know. So I would see my my two post players, man. They, they, you know, I, they come out to the gym, they got letters stacked to the ceiling, and I'm like, man, I think I'm better than them. But I ain't understand the rules at the time. Like, you can't write freshmen and all that, you know. And um, But gradually, my game started to evolve. And when head coaches would come see them, they leave the gym talking about me. Fact. You know what I'm saying? Like, man, who is this kid? You know what I'm saying? So it just it just was a, a gradual process. And then in the summertime, they were going to the big camps, the, the ABCD camps. Mm-hmm. And I got to go to the smaller camps and stuff like that. And I'm like, man, I'm supposed to be there. You know, so had I went to those camps, probably 19th grade, I'd probably been top five in the country uh, when I graduated for sure. 
Yeah, definitely believe that. So talk about those camps where you playing in that environment. Give me some people who you might have played with or against during them summertime runs because I know the it was crazy for you. Um, I know at ABCD, um, man, me and Jake Bosco, that was at UConn, that was my teammate. He ended up playing in the NBA a long time. Mm-hmm. Uh, Kenya Martin was at ABCD. Like, we lived next door to each other. Um, you know, Kobe Brown was there. Jermaine O'Neal, Tim Thomas, Lester mm-hmm. Earl, Mike Bibby, Shaheen Holloway. Man, crazy. <laughs> That's crazy. That <laughs> is crazy. <laughs> That, that class of 96 was crazy. I, I, that's, I remember you saying that, too. That's what it was, too. Was um Steven Jackson that class? Was Jack in that class? Yeah. Yes. I remember. He was there. I, I remember. Mean, you know, he, was, uh, he was in that class. Yeah, I remember reading that. You posted that, too. I was like, that that is wild. If people do your homework, class 96, look at them high schools, man. You definitely will see Wank on that list, man. That's that's crazy. Um, Mentally, I mean, actually, and it's, it's actually a good fight right now, right? As a big-time athlete coming up, it is Suicide Prevention Month. We talk about mental health, health too. But for you, at that point, going through that stuff as your senior post and you did start getting interest, what was your mental yeah. status like? Like, how did you handle that? Like, really seeing these Power Five or Power whatever big schools, like, showing you interest? Man, I pretty much, um, I, I learned the business of this early. You know what I'm saying? Like, the assistant coaches, man, they recruit you, man. It's okay, but it really don't matter. Like, if it ain't the head coach, man, like, man, bro, it, it ain't it ain't for real. That's just my opinion. Like, and that's that's what um, captivated me with the whole Alcorn situation, man. Like, he, uh, Coach Weaver, never thought that he couldn't get me. He never thought that, you know. And that was the head coach. You know what I'm saying? So I had a relationship with him. Like, I tell people all the time, you can never go to the wrong school. But you can always go to the wrong coach. Hmm. There ain't no question about that. The school ain't gonna never be the problem. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? If you go to the wrong coach, man, you know, it's just, you know, it's 50-50. Like, anything can happen. That's what's uh, that's, I, I. I never heard that before. That makes sense though, because that structure of school is gonna be there. The, the education, wow. the classroom, that's gonna be there. Okay, yeah. so how do you narrow it down to? Again, I, I listed some schools there, but how do you outside of the head coach though? Who was in your top five before you decided to go? The two: uh, Alcorn, Ole Miss, Florida, Tennessee, Clemson, and I wanted to go to Clemson bad. Like that's where I was gonna go, but. Um, when I didn't commit when they wanted me to, uh, man, they didn't even call me. It's not I rocking. got a letter. Yeah, I got a letter in the mail. I'm one of the best players in the country. I get a letter in the mail saying, hey, we're no longer recruiting you. Wow. You know what I'm saying? So you go from in love with me mm-hmm. to oh, you dump me. You know what I'm saying? So as a kid, like, I never faced rejection. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Like, that's the first time I was, somebody else was been like, I felt like, man, I, man, I ain't good enough. You know, so, um, yeah. So now, the whole process changed for me. So I'm like, okay, man, you know, this is how the game goes. This is how the game goes. Mm-hmm. You know? So I just started my whole, I just started a whole different way of uh, of this whole, you know, recruiting process, man. And I'm like, wow. And then I had friends who were some of the best players that ever come out of Mississippi, I would say. True. 
they were going they were going to the so-called power five schools and they weren't playing. And they end up transferring out. You know, I'm not saying they were better than me or I'm better than them. I'm like, man, if that can happen to them, mm-hmm. that can definitely happen to me. You know what I'm saying? So I'm like, man, I ain't, you know, I'm about to do something different. That, that is and, crazy. Well, you, you and you learned that part early, man. That's the crazy. A lot of youth aren't as knowledgeable of it as like you were or open to it. So that's, that was definitely a, that was a, a ace in your in your car in your hand right there having them influences to know okay now nah, I'm not doing what they did I'm not gonna go that road. Well, it, it, you gotta have educated people around you too, you know, and that's what I had from yeah. from home. Yeah, from, from Pinewood, you know what I'm saying? True. Just, you know, I had the right supporting cast around me. You know, I ain't have a bunch of yes people, you know, just telling me what I want to hear. You know, so that's yeah, so. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All corn coast stays consistent. He, he, he's on you. The trust is there. The relationship is there. You make that decision. Um, how was the parents feeling at this point though? Cause I know you'd still be close to home. So, but what was their initial vibe once you say it's going to be, you chose all corn? Uh, well, this is what's weird. My, my mom and dad lived in Florida my whole high school career mm. because, you know, in Pineville, you live on campus. You live in the dorm. So my mom and dad had moved to Florida. But, you know, they, they felt comfortable with it. And then people that used to watching me play in Mississippi, like, man, we get a chance to watch him. You know what I'm saying? We get, he get a chance to stay home and stuff like that. Because, man, a lot of people are fooled by what they see on TV. They think, man, you got to play on TV and all this kind of stuff, man. That stuff don't matter, man. You know, it look good. But, I mean, what's the point of going to XYZ and they on TV and you ain't playing? So, I mean, what's the point? You know, so um, but now, man, I, I would say you know, just people just get the chance to watch and play. That was that was cool. You know, that's what's up. So prior to this commitment, though, at how often or did you ever go to any all point basketball games and check out the scene and check out the vibe? Man, pretty much never. But I knew the history. <laughs> I knew the history. You yeah. know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like you know, of them uh, being great in the past and stuff like that, man. Like I say, it wasn't even about it wasn't even about going there and watching no game. Like man, I believe the coach mm-hmm. and the the thing where it get where it got kind of muddy was uh, I never played for the coach that signed me. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? I never played one game for him because mm-hmm. he ended up going to Iowa State. So you know, but I still talk to him and stuff like that. You know, um, he's one of the guys that are. That'll be a part of the uh, the document and the stuff too. Oh, that's what's up. So, yeah. yeah, definitely that relationship at least got you there. You know what I'm saying? So you did that, but and you know, coaches do leave, as we know, right in this business and this whatever. Coaches can be here, coaches can be gone. But uh, your first year on the, on the yard, you make that commitment. You 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 show up on campus, whatever you got to do there. What's going through your mind at this point? Man, I'm here, and uh, I'm ready to be the man. And Man, Steve McNair just, you know, became the number three pick in the draft. So I'm like, all right, I want to try to do the same thing in basketball that he did for football. And um, the games were packed. It was rocking, you know. And I'm like, man, that's why I came to school now, you know, for this. Yeah. And I didn't come play in the gym and all that kind of stuff, man. And, yeah, we had, we had a roller. Yeah, there's, again, I can attest to it. There's nothing like that environment. I don't care what nobody say. Going up the stretch, getting off there, seeing the cars, or that night, that Monday night game, whatever it is, that Saturday night game. But that environment is 
is is like you, you can talk about it, but there's you no know justice unless you've been in that thing and, and, and see it really going, man. So um you waste no time, bro. You get in there, you get to handling business out the gate. But come from high school again, like I said, middle school transition phase, right? Now, right. what are you adding to your game or what extra are you doing to get on the court and be a, a factor immediately? Well, I'm still um, trying to find my way. You know, every every level you go up, man, it, it, it's, uh, it's 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 different. You know what I'm saying? Every level uh, is different. Um, I would say the physicality part of it, learning how to play defense in college and and stuff like that. You know, so it, it took me a few games to to get adjusted. My first college game, man, I only scored one point. You know, pretty good, and. Uh, I was uh, I was pressing a lot, like, hey man, like I gotta show these people, you know, who I am, blah blah blah. And then you know, I come back and uh, I had I, put, uh, I had thirteen against Oklahoma State. And I'm like, all right, the first game I ever started was against uh, Prairie View. I had twenty eight and ten against Prairie View. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, from the first my first college start, twenty eighteen. So, you 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 all the way in there, right? You rolling, you are getting it going. Uh, do you have any goals set up for yourself for the team as a freshman coming into college or getting on the court? Um, I just want, I just want to win and try to get out of school as as, as quick as possible. You know, and, you know, my goal was to make it to the NBA, and uh, you know, and just you know, and, and, and help restore the program. That was the thing, man. That's what I wanted to do. To to see all support as you're winning and it's growing and the crowd is going on. You go through your freshman year, sophomore year, the accolades start to rack up. Um, initially for you though, where are you where are you thinking when this is all going on? Like you say, this is why you're here though. But anything else, like, is it believable for you at this point? Because again, your numbers show, the wins show, but now it's really like, where do you at with yourself? Like, are you soaking it all in, or are you just about that work the whole time while you're there? Um. I'm, I'm soaking it in, and then I'm about to work. You know what I'm saying? Like, you know, people know who you are on campus and stuff like that. And everybody knows. Everybody knew who I was. You know, so it's just it's hard to hide it all going. You know what I'm yeah. saying? But I like the small setting, and you know, I knew when I signed, I was gonna be the guy. You know what I'm saying? Like, I even knew I wasn't gonna have to, like really just wait my turn and that type of stuff. You know? Yeah. Take me through it. A day in the life, though. One day, as far as being a college D1 athlete at Alcorn, but being you, as far as what what time that looked like, how early did your day start till it ended? Well, I get up, you know, about 6, 7, and get ready to go to class. Uh, you know, breakfast time, uh, training time, you know, lifting weights and stuff early in the morning. Those one, those one to three practices, you know, and, and get out of uh, get out of play, uh, practice and, and head back to the dorm. And you know, I really I wasn't a guy to hang out. You know what I'm saying? Like I didn't really hang out like that. You know, uh, you know I was cool with my teammates, but you know I just only had I only hung out with a few guys on the team and stuff like that. But I pretty much was a a, a guy that hung out with regular students. You know what I'm saying? Like I was cool with with just the, with the masses. You know, just hanging out with regular people, man. That's what's up. Uh, during this this phase, um, during this championship run, I mean, actually, no, just to get, as we know now, you got to, unless you get the automatic bid, you got to win that tournament, right? Your first swag tournament, what was it like? 
Man, it was kind of bittersweet, man, because that was the year I broke my foot. Huh? I broke my the first day of practice. And, uh, man, we, were, we, uh, we went on a run, and, you know, that team was so loaded, man. If you got sick, you got hurt, man, you, man, the rotation was going to be tough. So I tell people, man, one of the biggest athletic mistakes that I made, not personal life, but from an athletic standpoint, the mistake that I made, and when I broke my foot, I didn't uh, I didn't register. Get that year, and, man. Yeah, because I've never not played, so I don't know what it's like to not be on a team. Right. So I felt, man, I'm not even playing. But at the same time, man, uh, people around me said, man, you need to, you don't need to play, and I didn't listen. Mm. You know what I'm saying uh, I, I was stubborn. That was the time I was real stubborn. And I didn't listen. It probably cost me, you know what I'm saying? Like, that, that, that hurt. You know, that, that hurt more than the injury, not taking the red shirt. That was bad. That was tough. So, yeah, I learned to talk adversities, though. This happens. You have to take time off away from the game. What did you do or how did you keep your mental away? You know what? I, I got to prepare for the next up and coming season or year coming up. Man, that was one of the worst athletic Parts of my career, man. I was in a, I was down, like, we winning, I ain't playing. So I was like, I was being, I, I ain't gonna lie, man, I was, I was a little selfish because I felt like, man, I ain't playing. You know what I'm saying? Like, I ain't helping them. You know, they winning, I ain't playing. And I think that's the only time in my career, man, I've been like that. And, ah, oh, man, I, it, I don't even know if, I, man, I, I really don't know if uh, I could enjoy it as much, you know, like I really wanted to because I felt like, man, they did it. You know right. what I'm saying? I was like, man, you know, I'm not myself, you know. I went 100%. Yeah, definitely. So, got to always have come at adversity, though. It's going to hit everybody at some point, though, which is good, right? That adversity makes us who we are. Um, you get back healthy. You get back to it. Um Win, going to win two championships, NCAA tournament bid, to get a chance now to go to the big dance, right? Like, big dancing for you personally, knowing, okay, now I'm really going to get at somebody on a national scale. Your first year, y'all go yeah. to the dance, right? Um, who do you guys play? Uh, we play Stanford. Play and, Stanford. Uh, okay. Master that game, man, we was down. I think we was down like 17 at halftime. And, uh, in the second half, we went on a run. Man, we tied the game up with like four minutes left, man. The game was tied. Everybody in Seattle was going for, you know, sold out arena. Man, we playing against the number two seed. And, uh, man, the referees went, they started tripping. <laughs> <laughs> they don't want to see the upset, boy, I tell you. <laughs> man, the refs, hey, the refs went on a run. <laughs> for you being on that stage, what was that like for you? This your family, the school for you though. You playing that stage for Miss McComb, Mississippi. How did you take that part in? It? As well as go out there and get it done at the court, though, man. How was that for you? It was like um, it was like man, all the work that I put in as a kid in my front yard. I'm right here. I'm in the same arena with a Seattle SuperSonic player. You know, I'm I'm here. Yeah, you know. Let's, you know, them guys, they, they put on their shoes and jerseys just like we do. Same way we do, yep. 
I definitely, I definitely agree with that. Um, yeah. A couple other highlights, man. While at Alcor, man, that you got that you know just gonna stick with you forever, outside the injury. But some, so give me, give me some of the highlights, some, some highlights, some good things. Oh man, uh, I would say my first start. Where I had 2018, then I hit two game well my freshman year against Southern. Uh, man, that was man, that was crazy. It was sold out in there. Now, were you at Southern uh, at Alcorn? I was at Alcorn. So I know they rushed the course. Had to. Take me through that last moment right there, man. Let, let's highlight that because I see that's one you give me that last how that play went down. Man, we uh we ran we ran a uh, uh like a side pick and roll and uh Shalonzo Miller, he was a uh, he was a football player, but he played basketball too. And he was like a junior on the team. And he was like, Man, you that guy, we I'm gonna give it to you. And so after picking pop, he threw it back to me, man. I didn't think about it. I shot it. I shot it. I hit a three. Put us up two. People went crazy. And it was, it was insane. That's what's up. And I don't know if it was before the Jackson State game or after. The, the Jackson State game, we were down, I think, 52 50. Hmm. We're about 20 something seconds left. Uh, Ruben still drove, hit me in the corner. Man, the guy rotated. He was like Trent Pulling, like six eight, six nine. When he rotated, he contested. I couldn't even see the rim. He was up so high. I just shot it. So high. <laughs> <Another bottle>. <laughs> <laughs> I know that was nuts, man. The game winner, game winners in the swag different, man. Game winners in them things. It's, yeah. it's just different. That's what's up. Yeah. Um, um, that's crazy. <laughs> That's the LSU game, that was special too. That was, yeah, um, oh yeah, yeah. How was that vibe? Um, man, we lost, but it was the year they went to the uh, to the Sweet Sixteen. We were down two at halftime. I had I had no points at halftime, mm. and I finished sixteen. Man, we ended up losing about like five or six, something like that. But man, I I really had a a, a great second half uh, of that game. That's what's up. Um, that's why a career in college has to come to an end. For you, what's the first thing on your mind? Man, you know, will I will I get a chance to play on another level? Mm-hmm. You know, because that's not guaranteed for anybody. You know what I'm saying? Whether it's the overseas or the NBA, man, that ain't promised to nobody. It's hard, man, uh, to even play overseas. You know, you don't know those those people over there. They don't really know you. That much, you know, so you got to go over there. You got to prove yourself again on another level, you know, so it levels to you know, everything middle school, high school, college, yep. uh, you know, so but just to play on all every level is a blessing. That's what's up. Uh, the opportunity presents itself to get your first, as we know, it's called jobs, they'll call it jobs. What yeah. was it? Where, where was it for you? And uh, how, I mean, was that what if it's your first time out of the country or whatever it was, or if, if it was out of the country? What was that whole process like for you getting a job, as they say? Uh, I was in, uh, my first job was in Germany, and um, I was the MVP of a, 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 a Euro basketball team. Uh, so, you know, that was my first year in Germany. Uh, it was kind of tough, you know, my first year in the pro, man, because my dad was dying, mm. and, you know, just having to try to play. Then you know worry about what's going on at home. Mm-hmm. Man, it, was, it was a tough, it was a tough year, but 
<clears throat> the adversity, you know what I'm saying, like you said, you know, so it was, it was, it was pretty tough the first year. Um, learning some things, you know, about the culture of other countries and the, the style of play and stuff like that. That's what's up. You made a couple of other pit stops before you end up coming back home. Um, when, when, or what brought about this coaching bug or opportunity for you after your playing career overseas was over? How did that like really, was that something you always felt you wanted to get into later on in life or that kind of somebody turned you on to that, that, that level, that part? <laughs> Man, I ain't never want to be a coach. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, man, uh, Larry Smith gave me an opportunity, man. He was the greatest player in all corner history. And, you know, he won two NBA championships and, you know, he's been a respected, uh, coach on the, uh, on the, uh, professional level, you know, highly respected. And, uh, he gave me a shot, man. And, you know, I put my best foot forward. And I learned a lot from the stuff that you see today. You know, I learned from him. That's what's up. Uh, you parlay or shift that, put some time into now training elite. Level players from all levels at ages, though, down your current job situation and your current role situation. But, yeah. does, as some people know, like, right, still around the game, but you're not playing. Does this feel a, a void for you as far as, you know what I'm saying? You still love the game, but now you're going from a different aspect for you. What does training, coaching now, kind of preparing players do for you physically and mentally? Man, it keeps me in the game, but I told somebody the other day, I said, man, if, if I'm not a better trainer, uh, development coach, and I was a player, then something, you know, something ain't right. You know, I feel like I should be better at what I'm doing now than what I was as a player. You know what I'm saying? I mean, can I eclipse that? Who knows? But I, I mean, I think so, you know, uh, because I'm pouring into people's lives, you know, that I don't really know other than from an athletic standpoint, but, you know, you get a chance to know people. Um, you know, just got being around them and, and stuff like that. But, you know, I, I'm trying my best to be a better trainer, you know, than I was a basketball player, you know. So, because, I, I mean, if I'm not trying to do that, then I'm wasting my own time. Well, well said. Well said. Uh, how rewarding is it to see the fruits of your labor or the hard work when students, players, whoever get drafted, get scholarships, get better for you as a, as a player, coach, or development, player development coach right now? How does that make you feel personally? Well, I, I just understand that your preparation was made, you know, for them to reach a certain level. Uh, time, effort, money, all that kind of stuff was, was a part of the whole process for somebody that, you know, make it. And, you know, um, when I see a kid sign with a school, get a scholarship, I'm not surprised because I, I, I was there, you know, uh, you know, you know, just watching them put in the work. That's what's up. Um, prior to 2019, you get a call from your from Alcorn State um, that you were going to be inducted to the Hall of Fame. Um, amazing accomplishment for anybody, whoever's inducted, whatever, whatever. But for you personally, when you got that phone call, what was your first reaction after you got the phone? Man, that's, that's the last stop. <laughs> Ain't nothing else to you know, there's no other accomplishment, you know, higher than that. And, uh, I, you know, you go down in history as one of the best to ever put on a uniform at school. 
you know, so that was that was uh that was really unique, man. That's what's up. That's that's super dope. Uh given uh right now your current state and where you at, let people know right now where they can find you at, what you're doing, where you're located, because I definitely want them to know people in Texas, wherever they will hear this, they will read this, but now hey, we're gonna drive them that way if uh if need be. So, you know what I'm saying? Let them know they can find you and, and where you stay where you're working at. Um, you know what I mean? Um on Instagram, Driven Elite Basketball Academy. Um, we're based out of Great Line, Texas, and we also have a gym, Big Texas. Um, you know, so you know, definitely, uh, you know, stop by and um, send some players our way and we'd love to, you know, work with them. Definitely, definitely. So, again, I'll definitely make sure I post it for everybody listening you know, as well there. But so, as you know, in the hoop, though, before we get out of here, man, I ask everybody about a triple threat, right? So, so Wank, give me your just triple threat, but it can be in life. In basketball, whatever, since again, everybody has a story, right? And as I said before, people be looking out for a part two. It's, it's more coming to this. We're going to get some details, some visuals. We're going to get deep into it as he gets his documentary ready. Um, we're going to jump back on this thing too. So, but give me a triple threat just for that you want to give to anybody that's listening about what they should do, work on, or just experiences, man. Give me your three things from you right now, man, that just stand prevalent to this day and where you at and how'd you get here? Man, just try to become the best person. That you can possibly be. That's number one. Uh, if you married or anything like that, you know, you know, be the best husband you can be, be the best wife you can be. Um, man, just <laughs> you know, just treat people how you want to be treated. You know, and you'll go a long way. Uh, that's most important. Um, that's more important than, than anything. You know, just just treat people how you want to be treated. Uh, Always be a stand-up guy, you know, no matter what. Um, and just work hard, man. Whatever your goals and dreams are, you know, don't let anybody tell you what you can and can't do. You got to believe in, in yourself, you know. And ain't nothing wrong with gambling on yourself, you know, because at the end of the day, if you gamble on yourself and it don't work, you know, it don't play out the way that you that you want it to, guess what? So, ain't nobody else gonna fall, you know what I'm saying, because of whatever your shortcomings are, you know what I'm saying, so, you know, just, you know, sometimes you have to gamble on yourself and believe, man, and, and put God first, you know, and, uh, that's that's the key, man, you know, because I wouldn't be where I'm at today, you know, if I didn't believe in God, you know, and it's just, <laughs> it ain't possible. Yeah, that open door, so we can't open for sure, I definitely uh, believe that, I definitely feel that, um, before we get out of here, I want to hit on just your, your current business partner you work with now, fellow all-corner alum, Donald Driver. Uh, y'all got it rocking, man. Y'all, y'all making moves. Y'all putting things together. Y'all putting the, 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 the student athletes on the map and the pros yeah. at another level um, in your city and your town. But how did that relationship kind of come about as far as y'all linking up through this process? Man, he always hung with basketball players in New York. <laughs> and, uh, man, what's crazy, man. Man, when he was playing, I was playing. So they like they would have get-togethers. I never, I never made any of them. <laughs> so I, I hadn't seen the man in like twenty years, bro. But now I see him. You know, we we rocking together now. Like I see him every day. You know what I'm saying? Like we ain't missed the beat. You know, so I know a lot of people like, man, man, how they so cool? And, you know, we got him. We got my mood up, dude, Raul. You yeah. know what I'm saying? Like you always surround yourself Great. with people, man. Like 
Yeah, that's that's you know? just them two alone. Put you three in the mix together, man. That's a cold three headed monster for sure. Like, but that's it. That's 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 a, that's yeah. a tough trio, boy. <laughs> that's a that's a tough Ooh. trio. That's that's super dope, man. It's hella hella exciting to see what's to come as as you guys keep evolving and uh, tapping into that that business. Um, yeah, like I said, um, so even Mike Move, man. I mean, people slept on him. They were slept sleeping on him. But you see him still currently playing at this moment now. Just with yeah. him and him and him and Driver. Just a couple couple things that you that held like relevant in you as far as him as a person to you. What stuck out to you the most about those guys as persons? Because, not even sports related, just personally because relationships is key in business, right? So relationships should be you know you want to hold to a high standard. Though what things that you kind of stuck out to you that you were like you know what I can rock with these dudes. First thing first, you know they got to trust you. Both of them like they don't really fool with a lot of guys mm-hmm. like that. You know what I'm saying? And they cir- their circle is uh, very small. And, um, you know, we, we we believe in each other and uh, each other's capabilities and, and stuff like that, man. So, man, it, it's, that's, a, that's a tough team, uh, you know, that we have, man. And it's all about, once again, how they treat people, man. Mm-hmm. Like, you're not going to hear anybody say anything bad about those two. Mm-hmm. You know, that's bad to say about them, you know what I'm saying? And, uh, you know, so that's what we want to be around. Like, I don't want to be around people that you got to look over your shoulder and worry about, you know, if they're doing this, that, and the other, you know. So I, I try not to even go that route, you know, and surround myself with stuff like that. That's what's up, man. Again, thanks for taking time out your day, man. I know it's busy. You got time, downtime, whatever, family time out the gym, bro. Um, I appreciate you. And, uh, again, y'all be on lookout, man. Hit him up, driving elite. I'm going to post everything on the socials. Um, to follow follow the page if you're in Texas hit him tap into him man like saying him Donald Driver all, all they down there doing a big thing down there and um, it's still growing like I said they, they barely scratching the surface but it's they making noise in the, on a big stage already so Wank I appreciate you man for being on the show man and I'm gonna tap in man alright man for sure man I appreciate you dog uh, hey my, my wife hungry man she waiting hey, on you got, hey gotta go do it tell her wife you sorry man I appreciate the all corn love baby <laughs> yeah I got you alright baby all right, later. Peace. All right. All right.